Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy, hot-bodied Dawson. pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Lifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, Monday morning episode, here we go, start of a new week. Uh, how are you doing, Sam? Good weekend? <sighs> well, yeah. I'm, I feel about six out of ten today. Um, yeah, I was sensing that when we just spoke before we started to record this, that you're mm. not... Um, in your pomp, let's say. No. Um, yeah. I mean, we had some nice spring weather at the weekend. Did you get nice spring weather? Yeah, I loved it. There? That mm. was great, wasn't it? It's gone really away Really nice. It's I was cooking away. I was cooking dinner on Saturday night uh, with the lad he was helping, and we had the back door open. It's just the little things like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's it was the great. the little things like that, yeah. It was great, yeah. and you could, like, smell spring. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. someone referred to it as full spring. On um, yeah, it did feel full spring, didn't it? Yeah, yeah but it, it, so we don't want to get carried away because actually it's looking quite dull and grey today. So I'm sure it was just a little, you know, yeah. it was teasing it, us. But it was Sir John, it was, Sir John Spring just John having a little spring. pop in and saying, uh, in "Here we are, is spring. Here's what's coming. Here's a little preview, just in case you forgot what it's all about. Here's just, what's coming, but." I'm only here for a few hours. Just pop in And I'm by. fucking off again. Taste of what's to come. Like when you're at <laughs> primary school, right? And it's getting towards the end of summer term and you're getting yeah. fucking bored. You just can't wait for the summer holidays to start. And um, ne- they they announce next year's teacher. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Big deal, right? Because this, yeah. is, this is the woman, usually a woman, right? <laughs> only a woman in my I only had a woman teacher throughout my whole primary school years when they started yeah. getting men to teach in secondary school I was like what the fuck is this is this prison yeah. right and uh, yeah. you think that this is this is the woman who will you'll spend more time with than your own mother next mm. year and she comes around alright cunts it's yeah. me but whoever it, it is, you feel sort of quite excited because you think, well, change is good as a rest, isn't it? Well, kind of, yeah. But if she's got a reputation for being a battle axe, which we oh, I am yeah. one or two of those, you oh, just no, then spend the summer of dread and fear, don't you? Not Miss Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. I told you about Miss Taylor, what she did, mate. No. Fucking hell. I might have told this, so forgive me, but it's like it was quite formative. This is in the last year of infants, which mm. I reckon is now... Year three, maybe year two. Mm. Anyway, right. This woman, she didn't like me all the way through. In fact, you know what? She, they, they pretend they're not streaming, but they had coloured tables, different colours, clearly based on ability intelligence. Right. I thought you were going to say tables for the coloured kids there. 
And all that stuff. Well, that's the... we're going back to the early 80s here, mate, so it wouldn't have been beyond. And it exactly, was a very multicultural yeah. school. But they, um, no, it was different colours. <laughs> Every time I say it now, it sounds like I went to an apartheid school. <laughs> right. No, they had like red table, yellow table. I remember red table, that was like mm. the best, right? If mm. you were clearly, and it would never be verbalised, but it was so obvious because it was like, the kids who were like always quickest at finishing maths or English yeah. or whatever, they were all on that one, right? And they were, yeah. and the thing was as well, I think nowadays in schools, the a lot of the time, um, the 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 less able pupils are the ones who get extra attention, and some yeah. parents worry that because their children are quite able and you know don't need that much attention, they almost fall through the gaps they're not noticed to their own devices yeah yeah I don't know how how much that is true but certainly in those days right okay (laughs) yeah I don't care about that um but (laughs) luckily my kids are really thick so they get loads of attention (laughs) right but in those days seriously right it was if you weren't one of the able kids but basically the able kids got everything Right, they were like royalty, and the yeah. ones who were a bit thick, and that's what I was at that age. I was right? going to say, where were you in all of this? I was, I was very slow witted. I was slow witted. Yeah, yeah, I kind of improved a great deal as my education went on, but that's I remember good. vividly when I was in the first few years of school, I was just like always fucking like bottom of the class or one of the bottoms of the class, flailing, flailing about, fucking out like a cork on the ocean of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just phrases like that which show how far you've come. I know, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened, but basically I just, I improved, like, with each passing year, right up until I got much older, I just seemed to get better. But I was, like, starting from a very low position. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so she really didn't like me on the basis that I was a bit thick. Whatever. Like, okay, my bitterness out the side. Let's get down to the fat rather than my bitter little opinions, right? Parents' evening comes round. Her name was Miss Taylor. She was quite old. She was nearing retirement. She was properly of the old school. She belonged to a different generation, like a small, a school mom sort of old school from the olden days, right? The way she dressed and everything, really sort of just, yeah. Anyway, fucking parents' evening comes around, right? Um, and my mum is quite difficult for her to get to things because she's a single mum, right? So she yeah. had to make quite a lot of arrangements because in those days you didn't bring the kid to the parents even like you do now. Nowadays they sit with you and it's really fucking awful for them. But it's like they yeah. it. And don't you think that's true, Lenny? You have been doing better in maths, haven't you? And you can see him sitting there like, fucking hell, this is awkward. <laughs> What the fuck am I doing here? It's a good preparation for adult life, though, isn't it? Awkward situations galore, you know. Awkward situations. <laughs> like, you know, in workplaces now, right, they... I was in a job once, and they said, it's time for your 360, right? And I went, what? And then it's time for 360. I went, what the fuck is that? Well, what this <laughs> is, is, is it's a thing that we do every year for all of the staff, and you are reviewed by your boss, your immediate boss, but then you are also given reviews by people who, several people who work underneath you, right? Oh. 
and they're allowed to submit things anonymously. Yeah. Oh. And then uh, even what people is- in other departments or people you may encounter around the building, right? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I've seen that documentary about Scientology, and this sounds a lot like that. Right, the idea behind Scientology, Catholicism, or all these other cults is that they fucking get involved in dismantling you brick by brick. So then you're so fucking vulnerable and distraught that you give yourself to them, right? Yeah. Like, whatever, if you can rebuild me, I will pledge unfailing loyalty to you forever, Mm -hmm. right? Scientology, mate. That's what human resources are like now. So I said, I'm not doing that, right? I was the editor of a fucking magazine. I'm not fucking sitting through that, right? I went, I'm not fucking doing exactly. that. They said, yeah. everyone has to. Even the chief executive has to. I said, well, that's his fucking lookout. I'm not fucking doing it. Because to me, this sounds like the sort of shit that goes down in weird cults. Where next yeah. thing you know, they're trying to fucking make your wife marry the chief executive. Or something like that, right? Fuck yeah. that. Well, you, you basically have to. It's mandatory. I said, well, I didn't see anything like that in my contract. I, I would, and I meant it. So I said, I genuinely will quit. I'll just quit yeah. rather than go through that. And they started trying to make out that I was just some, oh, he really struggles with criticism. Well, not constructive criticism, but this seems like a contrived character assassin, a pilot, a dog pile, as we would I'm nowadays call it. I'm trying to imagine it. what it would be like if we if we opened up the 360 system to Top Flight Time Machine. I know. And give the listeners well, carte blanche anonymously fucking critique us. Well, the, I mean, we do. It's called Twitter. Twitter accounts, some of them. It's called Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you've threatened anyway, to quit. Quite right. I threatened to quit, and it worked because I was like, "I'm calling this shit for what it is. This there's, is bullying." There's, there's not enough of uh, "I'm not doing that" that goes yeah. on. Well, there should be. Yeah, because put it's all a system of control, mate. Everything's mm. a system of fucking control, isn't it? And like, they find these things and they make you feel like. You've got no other choice because if not, they take away your means of living. Yeah, right. And that's well, true. They do say that. I'm, I'm, I'm living at the minute in rented accommodation, right? And they yeah. did the uh, the six month um, landlord check last week, which they do on Zoom because they don't come in the houses. Fair enough. So I'm going around the house showing bits to this woman at the rental. Can you show me the uh, ceiling in in the spare room? No, <laughs> you can't seven. say that. Why not? So, uh, no, I'm just not showing you. It's fine, well, this was, but I'm this not showing it. you. This was it, right? So I did that. I did the Zoom tour, right? And then they say, oh, we've got this new system whereby uh, you've, everyone's got their own online account with the rental agency. And they said, what you've got to do is now you've got to go around and take photographs of all the rooms and upload them to your uh, online account so that the landlord can have a proper look. And I thought, I said, yeah, yeah, all right, no problem. But I thought, fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. Invasion of fucking privacy. First of all, that, but I'm paying hundreds of pounds a month to live here. I'm not doing your fucking admin for you as well. Fucking right. Go around taking fucking photographs and then upload them. Fuck off. Yeah. Sprang out of order. I didn't say this to them. I haven't said, I'm not doing that, but I'm not doing that. You're just not going to do it. Yeah. I'm just doing it. Fuck off. Jesus Christ. Landlords. Absolute fucking cunts. They try. They think again. It's this sort of sense that they. It's a power thing. It's yeah. a. It, it's not just a transaction, which is what it should be. I'm fine with transactions, right? Like mm. so, in the workplace, if you're paying me money to do a job, I will do the job, right? That I'm being paid to do as per the terms yeah. I fucking signed up to. 
But a lot of employers need to feel like they also have something beyond that, that they have power and control over mm. you beyond the fucking basic mm-hmm. black and white terms of your contract. Landlords are the same. And they love it. They get a kick out of it, I think. From my experience with landlords, they fucking yeah. they enjoy it. They go, hang on a minute, right? You're dependent on, on my own whim. Yeah. And that's disgusting. Anyway, getting back to Miss Taylor, who also, I think, had a control and power thing, right? She, My mum had to get out to the parents' evening, but we always had a load of fucking domestic pets in our house, right? And one of the fucking <laughs> cats has gone into labour, completely You know, like cats sometimes you haven't noticed in our house anyway, you wouldn't notice if they were pregnant because we weren't paying yeah. enough attention and there's often yeah. quite a lot it of them. It just got, got slightly go, fatter and no one really noticed. Exactly, and then all of a sudden it pops a kitten out and you can see there's more coming, right? So probably one of my brothers goes, ah, mum, the cat's fucking acting weird, right? And she's come out and it's, oh, fucking hell, it's in labour. There's kittens coming out nonstop. So she didn't want to leave the cat, right? And I can understand it was a a fucking crisis. The cat's got little cats coming out of it. (laughs) It was out of the bat. (laughs) Is that normal? (laughs) (laughs) So she she panicked, right? And I don't think she felt quite rightly that she could have left my brothers in charge of both me and the cat that was giving birth, right? Yeah. Um, they were all like adolescents. So she thought, nah, something's bound to go wrong. And what we're supposed to do with these little cats? We didn't know what to do, so we ate them. <laughs> <laughs> and we fed one to Sam as well. And then he started crying, so we had to bash him on the head. <laughs> and now he's asleep. <laughs> In a pool of blood. Did we do right, mum? <laughs> can we have some sweets now, some fags? Well, I mean, that's it. Being a kid left on your own, it can go wrong quite easily. Well, you yeah. Adult so, was hard. So my mum was like, I can't fucking go. She didn't know what to do. She was in a panic. And, I, you know, it's difficult. She had no one to call on to help out. So... Anyway, she didn't get to attend the fucking, you know, infant school um, <laughs> parents' mm. evening. And a good fucking thing, too, from my point of view, because I was that <laughs> shit. I didn't want to find it out. <laughs> Bad news, Mrs. <laughs> Delaney. Your son is a fucking idiot. And I've got him on the lowest table. Yeah, that's right. Yellow table. Disaster. <laughs> that's <laughs> the fucking table. ghetto. That's the fucking ghetto in this classroom, mate. Um <laughs> Literally, there was only two other kids on the table with me, and one of them couldn't even fucking speak English. Mungo. <laughs> yeah. Mungo, they kept in a cage, right? <laughs> he just sat there all day eating his own shit, right? <laughs> and then someone from fucking fuck those room couldn't speak English yet. And I'm like, ah, I must be above her. At least I can speak the fucking Queen's English. No. You're not a bubba. In Same fact, level. she's a bit better than you. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Can't catch a break, are you? <laughs> How's that even fucking work? Well, she's better at sums than you. Fucking hell, what? They have the same numbers in her country, do they? <laughs> right, so... Uh, so is anyway, this because I'm broken home? Is that what it is? <laughs> My... Uh, my mum was mates with one of the other teachers in the school, socially, mm. which was weird. If your mum's ever Just mates a with a teacher, yeah. it's fucking really spooky, right? Because, mm. like, sometimes she'd be in my house. They'd be there having a glass of wine. I'd be like, mm-hmm. what the fuck's going on here? Anyway, 
she'd obviously told us she, in a panic. She had obviously called this other teacher, right? Mm. Tanya, her name was right. Tanya, Ooh. and she's got yeah. Don't get excited. <laughs> Just on the basis of a teacher's Christian name. <laughs> it just sounds a bit exotic, that's all. Whoa, that's well fit. Right? And she's gone, I don't know what to do because I'm I'm supposed to be at Sam's like parents' evening, but the fucking mm. cat started giving birth all over the place. I just don't know what to do. So I think, you know, Tanya said, don't worry, I'll explain to Miss Taylor, yeah? I'll yeah. explain what's happening and, and, I'll, and I'll smooth it over for you. And uh, so the next day we're all sitting there, right? Little me, whatever, fucking seven or eight or something, poor Sam. And they've gone, she's gone, it was very nice to meet all of your your parents yesterday and have a conversation with all of them about how well you've all been doing. At least the ones who could be bothered to come. Some obviously think a cat's well-being is more important than their own sons. She said that, staring at me. That was fucking dis- <laughs> power play. I was absolutely fucking just distraught, case, humiliated. Yeah, just in case you thought you were having the upper hand in that relationship, she put you yeah. back in your box yeah. next to Mungo in his cage. On the fucking idiot table over there. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind, but if she, you're on the fucking idiot table. You can do all the help you can get. Oh, so, yeah. God. So I told my mum, my mum went fucking ballistic, to be fair. She went into yeah. the school and everything. It was one of those situations because you can't be calling a kid out like that. It's Did not the my teacher fault. then have to do a, a public retraction and apology in front of yeah. the whole class again? <laughs> like you get the newspaper correction. She had to, she had to issue a <laughs> st- statement. Yeah. On the 14th on the steps of, of November, I made a statement <laughs> about someone's cats. I now realise this was out of order and I wish to retract the statement. <laughs> I don't know what she fucking did. But anyway, that was upsetting. I can't a remember how we even got of damages has been paid to the charity of the choice of <laughs> yeah. the recipient cat of the charity. <laughs> Cat protection. <laughs> cat protection oh, league. God. Yeah. But I mean, getting back, you're talking about um, all-female teachers and that. We had all-female teachers throughout primary school, and the one in the second year was the, the Battle Axe. She was called Mrs. Brackenbury. And when we knew we were getting her, we knew we were in for fucking shit because she was... Yeah, not just a bit. Not like when you're at secondary school, you go, we've got her for English. So, like, for about three hours, four hours a week, she's going to be hell. But obviously there'll be other times. When it's primary school, that's it. Welcome to a year of unrelenting fucking hell, mate. custodian, yeah. But Mm. it turned out she wasn't that bad. She just had a bad reputation. But the one thing that she did was she sat boys and girls next to each other which previously had been un, unthought of. You were right, on a boys' a table idea. or a girls' table. It was a great idea, yeah. It was yeah. brilliant. And um, and she was, a, she was a decent teacher. But then when it got to the fourth year of primary, which was the last year, we got a male teacher, which, as you said, was Scary. completely unheard of. A male teacher. Not only was he male, but <laughs> Who are you? Was... Are you the caretaker? <laughs> yeah. Where's your broom? Who are you? Are you a murderer who's broken into the school? <laughs> No, I'm your teacher, cunts. What? That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> but you're a man. <laughs> but he was, he was, not only was he a man, he was a young man. He was probably in his late 20s. Oh. And he was fucking great because he was like, cool. Was you he good at I mean? football? And, 
and he well, this was it. He also took us for football, and for the previous years, the football had been taken by Mr. Wilkinson, who yeah. I think I've told you before used to use the WM formation that England <laughs> pioneered in the 1966 World Cup. <laughs> so we were still playing. With, we were still playing with wing halves and inside forwards in, oh, in, in, in 1982. <laughs> while, while the 1982 World Cup was going on, which was the best World Cup, you know, Brazil and all of that. Yeah. We were playing the four, WM four, formation. All round. Yeah, we were yeah. playing the WM from 66. But Mr. Wilkinson, he was an old fella and he'd been a desert rat. Oh, he'd been my a fucking God. prisoner of war. Yeah. So he was like fucking touched in the nut anyway because of all of that. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Coglin who was the young teacher who came in for our final year in primary. He was brilliant. He was into all the music and stuff that everyone was into. Oh. He used to he used to tape albums for me, and I would tape albums no. for him. We had a music mm. swap. This, Feels a bit groomy, to Well, be exactly. Honest, now, th- now, this would be fucking clamped down on straight Brand away, upon. and he'd be out of a job, yeah. probably. But yeah, I taped the Men at Work albums for him, and he taped me the new one by the police. It was all good. Oh. But, uh, and yeah, he was brilliant. It was like Don't stand so close to me. Yeah, that uh, fucking yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I've put that one on three times. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> you should listen to it and learn, learn the lyrics. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. But no, he was, he was brilliant. And um, it was just like a total breath of fresh air because he treated everyone like fucking, not like yeah. grown-ups because we were 10, but, you know, but yeah. for that level. Well, yeah, we, but, um, we, there was a, there was one male teacher, but he didn't teach me when we were in the final year. What is now year six, but we just called it the fourth year. Yes, yeah. They, they uh, there was Mister Thompson, and he like he, there was three forms in that year, mm. and like he and suddenly he rocked up, and again he was sort of cool, but he had an edge to him. Yeah, <laughs> like if you weren't in his class, he'd be like, "Who are you, cunt?" Right, you're not in four T. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off, off of my territory. <clears throat> right, and I was with him. I'm one of Miss Lancashire's students. <laughs> she said I was to come in here and deliver you a note. Yeah, well, you've done it now. So fuck off back to Lancashire. See back these to Lancashire's boys- fucking shit classroom. See these boys and girls in here in four T. I would lie down and die for every single one <laughs> yeah. of these kids. Yeah. Anyone else? Fuck off. <laughs> You're pathetic. Right. I I could, mate, I could fucking turn you into a man if you'd been lucky enough to have been placed in my squadron. It's not a squadron, <laughs> it's a class. Shut up. Shut it, you little ponce. You little 4L ponce. <laughs> Leave me alone or I shall call for Mrs Lancashire. <laughs> Anyway, he did Got take us to football. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the rest of these boys and girls never saw nothing. Did you, boys and girls? They all just stared down at their shoes. That's right. <laughs> they know they're well drilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really shit myself. I have to go to his classroom. But then he took us for football. And uh, I can't remember who'd taken us before, but again, someone who was a bit older and not that into it, but just sort of mm. like come out shivering with a whistle around his neck and just go, well, there's the ball. Get on with it. Get on with it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Whereas this geezer fucking knew what he was doing and he suddenly like took it really seriously. And it was great because he like appeared and behaved like a sort of scary football coach. I remember the first day we were on one side of the, we used to train at the local rec, right? 
and he he got a lo- he had a bag load of footballs and he put one down and the balls were on the other side of the wreck and he went right you you and you go over and set those nets up and he took the ball and he kicked it from where we were stood all the way across the wreck so it landed like basically where the goal was right and it was the distance that he kicked it I had never other than on television when I was watching Glenn Hoddle she always associated Glenn Hoddle with playing like kicking Glenn Hoddle you see how far he can kick the ball I swear in those days you sort of as a lad you rated a player based on the distance he can fucking whack a ball yeah (laughs) like and I was Hollywood like, pass. fucking hell, he's like fucking Glenn Huddle. I mean, he might have just toe-punted it for all I knew. He kicked it so far across this part that I I was impressed, but I also shat myself a bit. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, oh, welcome oh. to adulthood. We're, we're, we're in the big leagues anymore. now. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell, lads. <laughs> this bloke's not playing games. If he can do that to a football, imagine what he could do to our heads. <laughs> I think you send it out a warning. Oh, yeah, you see that, you little snivelling little shitbags. That's a, let that be a warning to you. I could do that to your poncy little heads. That's how hard I could kick. <laughs> yeah, uh, primary school days. Yeah, jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. I'm just looking at a tweet we got. Um, this was actually about three weeks ago, I think. Um, we didn't read it out. It's from um, It's Mafu on Twitter. I think that's how you pronounce it. And he said, I've just finished listening to the Keen Odyssey episodes of Top Flight Time Machine and it's rekindled the story of Roy from when I was about six years old. Uh, My family and I were in Disneyland, Florida on holiday. My dad, brother and I, huge Man United fans, were outside this gift shop in one of the parks sitting on the bench. My dad turns to me and my brother and said, oh, there's Roy Keane. Probably the strangest place we could have actually met a United player as we'd we'd been about Manchester a few times to see the matches. Roy was wearing a cap and sunglasses, maybe to hide his identity. He was with his wife and kids and he was pushing a pram. God help him, probably the last thing you want to be lugging about in a 30 plus degree heat. My dad grabs us and we go up to Roy. My dad says, all right, Roy, how are you? Without any hesitation, Roy grabs his kids and literally runs out of the gift shop. (laughs) (laughs) He never even looked to see who we were. (laughs) fucking <laughs> <laughs> run run yeah. they found us code red <laughs> attack situation <laughs> it's, it's Yaffle's people they ran to us 
This is it. This is what he says in his tweet. Maybe he was scared and thought we were Professor Yaffle in disguise. <laughs> yeah. It's certainly a Yaffle Quick, type response. Decamp! Get to fucking Universal Studios ASAP! <laughs> Um, <laughs> All right, Roy. How are you? Right. <laughs> Fucking run for run. it. Fucking run for your lives. <laughs> and that's also um, a good reminder if you've never listened to the Keen Odyssey episodes to do that because not a lot of love um, for the Keen Odyssey episodes recently. Yeah, like it was popular when we did it, we? but I've noticed a few people kind of recently discovering them. I don't know how or why. Yeah, but yeah. Um, anyway, I was talking to my mate at the weekend, um, mm. and we were remembering about a scam that I think I've talked about it before. I said scam, it wasn't really a scam, that elevates it a bit, but somehow in the 90s, when we were teenagers, the my mate Ollie, he had a mate of a mate who was in the market research game, so for a <laughs> while... Okay. We it, it was someone whose job it was low, very low down the market research like ladder. Game, as you said, it is so, a game, isn't it? As well, yeah, it's a game. Someone has to go and 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 this will give you an impression of what a game it is, right? And how it's all bollocks because right at the bottom of the pile is the poor cunt who has to go out scouting ordinary yeah. members of the public to On sit in these f- yeah. fucking focus focus groups, right? And this was the person who my mate Ollie had to connect with, right? And yeah. she basically was obviously not been paying that much. So she just worked this thing out that he was an adolescent, right? Mm-hmm. And knew lots of other adolescents who were easily bought, right? <laughs> Which we were. So she would say, whatever the product, she would simply call my mate and she'd go, right, I need eight people. And she'd just give him a loose brief like, Half women, half men. Yeah, they. It's for. It's for. Um, <laughs> it's for uh, like milk. Let's say right. It's the fucking milk board. I mentioned that because I've just remembered another part of what he told me. There was one for milk, right? <laughs> right. And, no questions. Um, and, and they've got to be, you know, the demographic. Like, so they've got to be C twos or whatever. And uh, that means these are the kind of jobs that they've got to be manual labour as well. But basically what he would do is he would then ring round me and all the rest of mates and get yeah, anyone right. he could and just yeah. give us briefs, go, right. But obviously he wasn't that efficient at it, right? He'd just sort of say on the way, oh, by the way, just for and by the way, this is what you do for a living, right? And this is yeah. how old you are, right? Yeah. And you'd always it'd always be something funny, like you'd go in... You'd work in a foundry. And you had to pretend not to know each other. That was one of the funniest bits, because sometimes we'd be really rude to each other, and the person monitoring the market research wouldn't know that we were mates, obviously, because we'd been Mm. pretending we weren't. So she'd think, fucking hell, this lot are fucking bit punchy. She'd go, oh, shut up, you stupid cunt, like that. You'd snap in it. Because the key (laughs) thing was, right, they would pay you £15, plus it was unlimited beer and pizza. Yeah. So when you're like 6, 15, 16, that is fucking amazing. £15 was exactly how much an eighth cost in those days, right? But the beer, it was like a night out. That's how you'd see it. You'd just see it. It's, yeah. it's not so as much the money as it is. You go to a warm house so we don't have to drink in the park, right? And people, <laughs> adults just give you limitless cans of beer. 
right? <laughs> and loads of fucking delivered pizzas and you just have a good night and all you have to do in return to pay for it is not give the money, but just talk. Just say talk things. About milk. Uh, yeah, just talk about milk, right? <laughs> anyway, there's loads of funny stories. So the funny milk one, actually, I just remembered this one guy on his way in, literally on the way through the door, has gone, um, yeah, what's all this about anyway, right? And what's the actual thing we're supposed to be talking about? My mate on his going, ah, milk. <laughs> and he's gone, what? And his face has gone ashen. And he's going, it's milk. And he went, got a problem with that? Because if you have... <laughs> Is you can't back out now. I promise. Now remember, you're a 25 year old French polisher. Right? <laughs> French polisher, by the way, was always one of the jobs that was doled out. I think it just became a running right. joke. Someone had to be a French polisher, right? And he's gone. Oh, I'm fucking allergic to it. So they've gone in, and Ollie's gone to. Don't worry about that. You won't you don't have, have to drink, drink it. Just you don't talk have to about drink it. it. You just have to talk about it. Just pretend that you're really into it, yeah? Right? <laughs> so they walked in, and, there were, and all he's done is promise these lads on the way, don't worry, all the beer you can drink. So much, <laughs> such beer. <laughs> beer beyond your wildest dreams, right? And then the lads are all turning up. Fucking oh, no, fucking no, so much free beer. It's going to be brilliant, right? As he pointed out to me, he goes, we're basically, they've discovered a massive band of 15-year-old alcoholics, <laughs> which looking back is basically true. People who would do anything would walk over broken glass for one yeah. sip of free beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. I mean, that's and, any 15-year-old, uh, is it not? Yeah, I suppose so. You're all you're all alcoholics. But maybe, I don't know. Anyway, they've gone right. Uh you he's gone, you don't you don't have to, but all the way there he's going, just remember when we get there, there's always a fridge full of cold beer. And you can literally just go up to it throughout the evening without asking. You can just walk up to it all casual and just help yourself to a can whenever you want. No one says nothing, right? Just wait for them yeah. to tell you where the fridge is. So they get through the door and the woman goes, hello, hello, who are you? They all introduce themselves with their false identities. And she goes, well, lads, I know what you're really here for. Head over, there's the fridge, head over and grab yourself a couple of cold ones, right? And this lad's gone, oh, fucking great. (laughs) It's just like all he promised. (laughs) he's fucking bowled over to the fridge opened it and the fridge of course is not full of cans of ice cold beer but full of cans of milk because that was the new product they were trying to market canned milk and but the kid was so self-conscious rather than go yeah now i thought it was gonna be beer i don't want milk i'm allergic to it he felt under pressure and everyone was looking at him so he's fucking cracked it open and give it taking a sip and gone "Mm, lovely milk (laughs) And he's gone, I've just got to go to the toilet. <laughs> and he's gone and just vomited it all up. <laughs> and then he's come back out and they go, is everything all right? And he's like, yeah, no, it's fine. I just uh, had to, you know, spend a penny. Anyway. I'll have some more of that milk. <laughs> he kept having to sip it throughout the night because they kept giving it back to him. Going, now we want you to take a sip, shut your eyes and tell us what can you see, what can you feel and all that bullshit that these people ask. And he was doing it every time and every time just off a sip he had to go and be sick and come back. Didn't get a single sip of beer the whole night. But that oh, wasn't the funniest man. thing he told him. The funniest thing he told him, he goes, he was working with a girl or he knew some girl and he was basically, I think my mate was... 
trying to get his leg over and he's giving her the art. Ah, if you want to make a little bit of side money, I've got a good connection. All you have to do is come to one of these market research nights, see? 15 quid and all the beer you can drink, right? Or milk. Yeah, or milk, whatever you prefer. I don't know what you girls like these days, right? <laughs> and she's like, oh, yes. it's good for your skin. I don't know. <laughs> I suppose it all depends on the time of the month, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works. Anyway, here's the address. <laughs> and it like, you know, it probably did. She's like, oh, yes, you're obviously a very, you're a very um, entrepreneurial, enterprising young man. I can see you're a safe bet. I may allow you to have sexual intercourse with me. So she's turned <laughs> up, right? And he's gone for, she goes, now, before you go in, I just need to brief you on your role, right? This is who you're supposed to be. And he's gone... You're an estate agent, right? And she's going, oh, all right. And she's going, oh, I'm a bit nervous, though, because I don't know what an estate agent does. Or He goes, don't worry about that. Just when they give you the form at the beginning, write that down. And when you introduce yourself at the beginning, just say, <laughs> they'll, they'll say, tell us what your name is and what you do for a living. Yeah. yeah. And you just say that. And they're not going to fucking quiz you on it. Just say it. And she got really, like, uptight and nervous about it, right? And was shitting herself, like, oh, my God, oh, they're going to catch me. And he goes, they're not going to fucking catch you. No one cares. So she go, he goes, right, you're an estate agent and you work for Barnard Marcus. Now, Barnard Marcus is a fairly well-known estate agent in yeah. London, yeah? Right. And, uh, like, you see him around. I don't know if it's all over London. Certainly in West London, you see him on high streets all the time, right? And she is fucking working overtime to remember all this. And he's going, don't worry, don't worry. They're not going to fight. They might not even ask it. They get in, right? And uh, the woman goes, right, we're going to go around the, the table. We're going to go around the table. And mm. I want you to say what your name is, what you do, and who you work for. Right? Mm. And he's looked at her, and he, she's gone fucking pasty white-faced. Right? Mm. He's thought, oh, no, she's going to shit herself here. It gets to her, and she goes, "Hello, my name is Sandra. I'm an estate agent, and I work for Bernard Matthews." (laughs) 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 And her face has gone bright red. And they go, "This time, mate, he couldn't even hide it. He's just put his fucking head in his hands." (laughs) And the woman running it is from some silly ad agency or something. I'm sorry. Who do you work for? Uh, Bernard Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> As an estate agent. Yeah, that's right. Estate what, agency and for- turkey farmer. <laughs> yeah, I'm his personal estate agent when he's looking for new land to raise the turkeys and that. I'll go and find it. <laughs> anyway, that tickled me. Fucking great. Um, Good that's times. That's for this one, mate. Yeah. Um, quick update on the Prediction League at the weekend. Uh, you got three points. I got three points. Results, but got four points, so not a lot of change going on there. What did I get three points for, though? West Ham beating Spurs. You said two one. Did I say two oh, one? Was, no, sorry, it was two one. I'm looking at the wrong thing. You said two nil. Sorry, I said two nil. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at one point we were two nil up. I yeah, just tell uh, you briefly about it. Going, I know we don't want to go on about football loads, right? But. Spurs fans always try to wind West Ham fans up by saying it's our cup final, right? 
Right, yeah. Um, okay. Because they think that we get overexcited by it, right? Uh, which is kind of true, but, we, you know, it's just that we really intensely dislike Tottenham. It's not that we see yeah. it as a glamour club, quite a glamour tie, quite the opposite. It's because we think of them as just another London club with yeah. the same fucking amount of fans as we have who think that they're like Manchester United but or think they're, think they're like Arsenal, but they're not, yeah. right? Then Arsenal, proper big club. So they like, um, anyway, whatever. And... Uh, uh, but it is a big deal to me. And because we're doing well and because I knew that if we won it, it always feels mm. like a big game, but if we win it, we're going to go fourth and proper fourth, not fourth, but other teams have games in hand. We're proper yeah. fucking entrenched, right? Level, level gears. So yeah. this is obviously completely uncharted waters as a West Ham my whole life. Certainly, the Premier League years, like you never fucking come anywhere near this by this stage of the season. Yeah. Anyway, mate, I got so intense about it, right? I was like, first of all, I alienated the whole family by half time because I I watched it on the big telly downstairs. I'll be watching this on the big telly. If you don't want to watch it with me, you'll have to go into a different room. (laughs) Right. But anyway, people were breathing. A sub room, a lesser room. Yeah. And uh, so I was swearing and shouting so much, I think I upset everyone. But, you know, those things happen. So I, t- I tend not to be that kind of guy anymore in front of football. Mm. I don't shout and swear and all of that. But I, yesterday, I really let it get to me. When we won, I don't know if you saw the game, but it was a very, uh, it was quite dramatic, you know. And towards the end as well, Tottenham were really fucking pushing us for an equaliser hard. So it was yeah. one of those, like, you're really fucking nervous right to the end, right? And when it happened, it was so much all at once, right? That, because you think we've won, we've gone fourth, but also we've beaten Tottenham, right? Yeah. And uh, I just didn't know what to do. I was like, the, <laughs> the emotion ended and it, I didn't know what to do. I, I had all this emotion, but I didn't know what to do with it or where to go with it because it was over. And sometimes you watch games in the evening, yeah? And yeah. you just think, yeah, go to bed now, right? <laughs> Or like sometimes in the, when you're at a stadium, when you're at the game, out of mm. lockdown, you just think, well, the next thing you got to do is go home and get on with shit. But this was a midday kickoff, so it ends. It's two o'clock. You still got half the day ahead of you, right? All that adrenaline. Yeah. But you've just dealt with like the most dramatic thing of the day. Midday is an unnatural time for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. On a Sunday, yeah. you've only had time to get up, mooch about a bit, have a bit of breakfast. Next thing you know, bang. Mm. You're watching this extremely emotionally charged game, right? I didn't know what to do. The sun was out, as you said, so it felt like a day we could be doing things in the garden and stuff with the kids. I fucking went upstairs, got under the covers and went to sleep for two hours. I had to sleep <laughs> it off. I had to sleep you off the spent, game. You were spent for I was, I've never had to do that before in my life and I'm embarrassed to admit it, but... I had to sleep off the game because I had, and I always, you know, like we say, oh, it's a child's game and you laugh at these people you see on things like Arsenal TV getting so uptight and over the top yeah. about it. And I sort of tell myself, that's not me anymore. That's what I was like when I was younger, maybe. But come yeah. on, I'm a grown up and it's just football. But I think it all got on top of me, mate. I thought, I'm just going to have a little lie down. Just have a little lie down. And then yeah. I'll go out and play swing ball in the garden. Next thing I know, bang, I'm waking up. Oh! Where am I? What's going on? I went downstairs. Am I dead? I went, am I dead? Am I alive? What's my name? 
And they've gone, are we still playing swing ball? And they were like, you mad bastard. We finished playing swing ball about two hours ago. You've been out there for two hours, you nutter. Oh, I got a bit of emotional from the game. <laughs> yeah, God, I hope that doesn't continue. Well, it's, it's exciting, healthy, though. It? Fucking hell. I mean, it reminds me of when Sunderland almost went top of the Premier League in, I think yeah. it was 2001, and we had a win at West Ham to go top oh. of the league. And it was a 1-1 draw. Oh. And we fucking blew it. And then we didn't go top after that. We started to slink, slink down the league and ended up finishing seventh. But it was that fucking that it's, heights it, that you never expect you'll get to. Yeah. And the, the, it's very stressful being in a relegation battle. But both Sunderland mm. and West Ham fans are very familiar with that. So although it's stressful, I sort of think that you're kind of over the years, you've just become programmed to cope. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Almost, it's it. We're more often than not in a relegation battle, right? Yeah. And to some degree, sometimes it's fucking code red. Sometimes yeah. it's like you're kind of floating about, and you kind of get out of it by March or April, sort of thing. But th- this year, and and occasionally in a good year, we're mid-table, right? But this year, doing is it's genuinely uncharted waters, right? And and I don't think emotionally I'm ready for it. And it's, it, it's the football season you need during this pandemic, I think. It, it is, but it's I'll tell you this, and I feel embar- I feel ashamed to admit this, right? But I think there's a little part of me subconsciously who can't handle it. And I think that there's a little bit amongst all West Ham fans who are loving it and everyone's really excited and it's brilliant and you don't wish it away. But part of you's got this thing that, well, if we just lost a couple of games, then we could stop dreaming, mm. and then we could just go back and and accept that if we finish above tenth, it will be considered a successful season because yeah. at the beginning of the yeah. year, that's yeah. what we would have definitely have settled for, right? Yeah, uh, above halfway, massive success, and um, so if only we'd just like just lose a couple, and then we could just go back to just the comfortable safe yeah. space that w- that we can occupy and not have to deal with the high stakes. Next week, we're playing Manchester City, right? Usually, that's mm. a game you kind of write off. Or you think, oh, we might pull off a, you know, a giant killing, but it's yeah. the, the nothing to lose sort of situation. Suddenly, it's like, oh, I've got to really fucking emotionally invest in this game against Manchester City. Mm. What a fuck, what a head fuck. Mm-hmm. I have nice to actually deal with, with hope and expectation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's well, strange. Uh, similar here. I tweeted a couple of weeks ago that I'd completely fallen out of love with Sunderland and there was no emotional engagement there whatsoever anymore because yeah. it's just it's just so horrific. Now, we've won our last two games, 4-1 and 3-0. We're going wow. to Wembley in three weeks for the yeah. Papa John's Trophy final. We've got a yeah. new 23-year-old owner. And get this, the streaming of the matches from now on from home games are going to have four cameras. He's investing his money straight away. Hell. He's getting straight some cameras away. in. Four Brilliant. cameras. You only get one camera in League One. You get someone streaming right? it from their fucking What's iPhone. What's that like to watch then? It's all right because it's watching the match, isn't it? This gets back to the thing before where I said, I'm quite happy to pay money. The whole pay-per-view yeah. argument before Christmas and you agreed. Yeah. yeah. Saying that when people are complaining because I haven't to pay 15 quid to watch a Premier League match. Now, you're having to watch it on a fucking online bookshop. You're having to watch it on Amazon. You're giving Amazon your money rather than yeah. your Premier League clubs directly. If that's yeah. what you're happy with, then fine, crack on. But anyway, yeah, we're paying 10 quid and it's always just someone with an iPhone 
fucking following the action and it gets streamed <laughs> with one camera. But matey boy, 23-year-old fucking whiz kid, he's got yeah, four well, cameras he's, now. He's, he's young, isn't he? He knows all about the technologies and he stuff. He does. It's That's exactly. what the kids are like. It, it would be on TikTok for long. Yeah, somehow. definitely. But get this. Now I'm convinced we're going to get promoted because we've won two games, 4-1 and 3-0. We're sixth. Oh, okay. It's it's all to play for. There's 18 games left and it's all to play for. It can be done. If you go on a run now, you can easily get promoted. And right. it looks like we might be stepping up and going on that run. But I'm also looking at Newcastle and I'm looking at a time where you're Derby in the championship next oh, season. Because yeah, they're, they're dropping plummeting. like a stone. Yeah. Listen to this, right? Listen to Newcastle's running. They've got, uh, here's their last six fixtures. Liverpool away. Mm. Arsenal at home. Leicester away. Manchester City at home. Oh. And then Sheffield United at home, which could be winnable. But then their last mm. day of the season, they're currently three points above Fulham. They've got Fulham away last day of the season. Fulham are decent. I would back who, Fulham against who, Newcastle. Who, who have Fulham just signed on loan? Former Sunderland striker Josh Madger. Oh. Start scoring for them. Oh, it's the, oh, it's all in place. For a fantastic hell. end of the season and a time where you're derby in the championship next year. Oh, keep an eye on that, dickhead. Keep an eye on that. Anyway, we've overrun by ridiculous amount of time. Forty-seven minutes for fuck's sake. <clears throat> okay, yeah. oh, well. that's it from this one. Um, plenty more to come throughout the week if you're an IFS member. Loads of old episodes to come from nine months ago. If you're not, pff, you choose. Um, oh yeah, if you've got any, we were saying before about that. I'm not doing that. If you've got any good, I'm not doing that that you've done. Yeah. Email them in or tweet them at TF Time Machine and we'll read them out if they're good. We could call it Fuck That. Yeah, Fuck That, yeah. Time at which you just said Fuck That. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, you absolutely weren't expected to. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Um, I'm losing my voice. Uh, Yes. Bye bye. Thank you so much for finding the time in your busy schedule for us. 